Maybe just pray for yourself that you become a all that the song was saying, you'd be a sweet, flowing, happy person. It cuts across that you'd be um if you are working in them um, a company, that you'd be a happy staff, that you'd be a flowing um employee, that if you are a um student, you'll be a happy student, a flowing student, a nice uh student. Amen. In every area of life, pray that you'll be flowing in that area. 
lift up your voice let us pray that as a Christian you'll be happy with God you'll be a sweet um, member of the body of Christ that when God sees you from heaven you'll be a flowing Christian when he says pray ah you'll be praying when he says fast you'll be fasting when he says ah we are coming to church on Sunday you say ah Sunday church is beautiful Amen. Pray for your soul that you will be flowing in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this morning. We pray that you convert us into flowing people in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together as you take your seats. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 8. Today, we have a short uh, message because um, I'm traveling tomorrow to, oh no, just for I think four or five days and then I'll be back. I'm going to Ho and uh, Sokode to have some pastors conference with the pastors and ministers there. So um, I think Tuesday and Wednesday I'll be in Sokode with the Sokode um, Christian Council of Churches. And then, in, in, and then Thursday, Friday, I'll be in Ho with the Ghana Pentecostal and Christian churches in Ho, and then the other Christian council of Ho. And then God will I'll be back on Saturday, and then I'll see you on Sunday again. So I'm sure we will stream the conferences live, and it will be nice for you to watch it. I'm sure, I'm sure you will learn something. Amen. But um ah, uh, but today I want us to. I'm continuing on the message on tithing. Uh, Amen. How tithing fulfills the law of wealth creation. It shall be held to their neighbor. In, uh, verse nine. The next verse. Proverbs chapter three, verse nine. Hey, it takes a long time to press a button like that. <laughs> okay, let me just continue my message. I'm preaching from Bishop's book, Why Non-Tithing Christians Become Poor and How Tithing Christians Become Rich. And I'll share with you from the beginning that by the grace of God, since I got uh, born again, I've been paying my tithe. February 1998, till date, <laughs> by the grace of God. I went to church one day, and when my pastor finished speaking, I think he was speaking on faith or how to turn your faith loose. I forgot the message, but then at the end of the service, when he came to receiving tithe, then he just said, if you are a Christian, it's part of your Christian duty to pay your tithe. And from that, I said, oh, wow, I want to be a good Christian. I want to be a flowing Christian. I want to be a happy Christian. I want to be a God, God Christian. So I began to pay my tithe. I didn't even know what it meant. Because in the church I was in, um, I was a, a, a Presbyterian. Before I joined Life, I was a Presbyterian. When it's time to take communion, then you have to go and pay your dues on Friday. Otherwise, you won't drink communion on Sunday. So... 
Every uh, time it's time for communion, my mother will tell me that she's going to pay her dues on Friday so we can drink communion on Sunday. And I say, wow. So then she'll go and pay. Then Sunday I'll go and drink communion. And they'll come back. But I never even knew what tithe meant. But when my pastor said, if you're a Christian, it is your duty to pay tithe. I said, oh, I'm not born again. I want to be a good Christian. I want to be a flowing Christian. So I just went to pick a tithe card and began to pay my tithe. And recently, they were cleaning out the church office and in the finance department. And the head of the finance department called me that she has found my tithe card for 2001 and 2002 because the tithe card is for two years. So I said, oh, I would like to have it. So she gave it to me and I saw the tithe I was paying every month. Not now, every month. Tithe, small one, 40 CDs, 30 CDs. Then I'll sign, then they'll sign. I, I felt happy to see that I wasn't stealing tithe when I wasn't a pastor. You know, and, and it made me see that, Charlie, we've been taking the tithe thing very seriously for years. You know? At that time, I don't even remember I had preached a message on tithe before, but I believed in it. You know, and I can tell you that it's true that the prophecies and the word and the assurances of God are both here and amen. Everything that the Bible says happen, will happen, will happen. <laughs> Verse 9, honor the Lord with your substance, not with your words, with your substance, and with the first fruits of all your increase. It is based on this scripture that we pay our tithe on the gross, not on the net, because it's all your increase, not a part of your increase or after um, expenses have been deducted. When your salary comes, one-tenth of it is for God. And then the rest is yours. But you think about it. 90% is yours. I think it's even more than you can carry. And then just 10% is for God. I think God has been over generous. That he has given you something. Because the Bible says that a man can receive nothing. Except to be given to him from above. The Bible says that every good gift. And every perfect gift comes from above. So that means that it's God who gave it to you. And after he gave it to you, he said, you keep all, just give me 10%. Because the tithe is from a Hebrew word, that means the 10. And that's why he say here, and with the first fruits, the first part belongs to God. Then look at the promise that accompanies it in verse 10. He says, this is how thy bounds will be filled. This is their method for having filled bounds. This is the method for having your bank account full. Tithe is, the, see, tithe is the way to have a full bank account. And then he says, and your wine presses shall burst forth. Burst forth means it's too much that you cannot contain it. Burst forth. It's overflowing with new wine. So, frankly, that your old car is a manifestation of your non-tithing nature. And your shoe that the heel has become like half. Anyway, all please, all those watching on Facebook, we, we acknowledge your presence. The online church from all over the world, we are happy you are watching. Lady Pastor, Jesslyn, hello, Chanel, Elton, or Hineba, all of you, and 
all the new people, you are all welcome to uh, the online chat. We know you are there. Amen. And we can see you wave, wave. Wave at me. Beautiful. I was saying, back to my point, I haven't forgotten. You're sure that the hill has become half. Don't blame God. Blame your tithe that you are not paying. Amen. Your, your, your husband who is behaving like an old man in the house, check your tithing status, not his age. Because I tell you, there are some old men, eh, they can match their younger uh, men. Your wife who's become momos in the house, take your tithe card and check it. You see that you have skipped some months. Because Bible says that by the tithe, you will have new things. And things are made new by the tithe. Amen. And I love you. I really do. So that's why I'm sharing with you about the secrets of the tithe. And how wealth is created when you tithe. So that you become rich. Because I know when I look at your faces, I can see. That, I mean, if I were even to give you a choice between healing and prosperity, you say that, ah, if I prosper, I'll use some of the money to buy medicine. But if I'm healthy, it doesn't mean I'll be rich. So you give me the money. After I get the money, then we'll see what we'll do with it. Is it true or not true? Yes. I want to look. Never think that you've come to church for me to get money from you or to get something for you. And I'm actually very happy that I'm not paid by the church. So as I'm preaching, I'm feeling free. And I don't feel like my conscience is worrying me that, hey, but maybe you want them, maybe 10% of the um, offering comes to you. So the bigger the offering, the larger your income. No. I'm just sharing this with you for your personal prosperity so that you will become rich yourself, for yourself, by yourself, and to yourself. Amen. So this morning, I began last week, we shared something last week, the week before. This morning, I want to share with you about seven ways that paying your tithe creates wealth. Seven ways that tithe paying creates wealth. Because like I said, I'm really, really interested. You see, in 3 John 2, the Bible says, Beloved, you see, when you love someone, this is what you wish for the person. Uh, Gerald, as you put a light on the floor behind a chair, how does that help? Eh? Or you want to, where, where is he? He's gone now. You want to light the back of the chair or what? But I so love you. I mean, your wife is watching on the uh, internet. She has to have a good impression about you, so. <laughs> but I don't know why you put a light behind the chair. Even Jesus Christ said you don't light a lamp and put it under a bushel. Number one, Psalm 75, verse 6. Humility. Tithing makes you fulfill the law of humility. And humility will make you rich. What is humility? Humility basically is to have a low opinion of yourself and think of yourself in a small way. God told King Saul, when you were small in your own eyes, I chose you. See, God does, the Bible says God opposes the proud. As soon as you think of yourself in a big way, no, God is about to start fighting with you. He says he opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The Bible says that humility, uh, sorry, 
Parity doesn't come from the north, it doesn't come from the east, the west, or the south. It doesn't say the north because the Bible says that God sits on the side of the north. Prosperity comes from God. And God gives grace to the humble. So as soon as you become humble, riches is next. Yes. As, see, because humility is how you think. You think of yourself in a small way. You certainly don't need to wear Louis Vuitton shoes. Look, one day I went to ah, a shop in London called Harrods. That's where the Saudi principal. I went there on excursion. I didn't go there to shop or buy anything. It's like I've heard about it. So as I'm in London, let me go there. So I went there. Hey, I went to a shop. I saw a small bag. Who has a small lady's bag? No, 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 it's too big. Ah, yes. <laughs> I went to Harrods. I saw a bag like this. One was brown, one was black. But it was nicer than this one, but <laughs> at least. One was brown, one was black. So the lady, you see, because when you come there, they know that it's a certain kind of people who even have the boldness to enter. So they thought out maybe some African prince, or maybe uh, my father is a president, so the country's money is for me. Because when the, your father is the uh, president, the country's money is for you. Anyway, so I saw this bag. So the lady came to me, and the way she had come to me, I didn't have to pretend like I don't belong there. So I did my voice and my face like, yes, I'm here. So I asked that, how much is this bag? Then she said, 900, she said, it is on sale, 900 pounds. I said, oh, that's very affordable. <laughs> hey, but I don't have to, I don't have to, boy, no. It's that like you don't belong. I said, oh, wow. So when she mentioned 900 pounds, then I took it and began to look around it. I was with my sister-in-law. They thought my sister-in-law was my wife. So they said, oh, you can buy it for your wife. I said, oh, yes, yes, yes. So then I took a brown one. They said, oh, the brown one looks nicer. How much is that? They said, oh, that one was 1,200 pounds. It was some kind of animal skin. Meanwhile, those animals, we kill them in Ghana all the time. Oh. They said, it's some kind of animal skin. That one is 1,200. They said, oh, really? Then she was trying to impress me. Then she said, Madonna was here the other day. And she sent her secretary to come and buy two. One black, one brown. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, I'll be sending. I will be. I will be. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Charlie, I said 900 pounds. That's the cost of my air ticket to come here. You don't even understand the price you are mentioning well. But you see, when you are humble, you never spend that 900 pounds on one small bag. You think that ah, 900 pounds, that's like 20,000. That is how many bags of cement. Look, you will calculate, when you are humble, you calculate things in a small way. You will divide everything to its bare minimum. That this one is two bags of, uh, of uh, cement. This one, one bag of cement. That's why many, many rich people cannot build. Though, because as soon, the Bible says that when riches increase, then so increases they that spend it. When you get more money, instead of maintaining your current lifestyle so that you can have excess money, 
as soon as your money increases, then you feel that you also should increase. So that you never have enough money. Though, then you come, ah, apostle, you need to pray for me. Apostle, please pray for me. I don't know where my money is going. I don't know what is happening to my money. I think a witch from my hometown is eating my money because my salary has been increased, but I still don't have money. You still don't have money even though your salary has increased because your expenditure also has increased. Because now you think of yourself as a big man. I was talking to someone who used to work with the United Nations at a managerial level. He, he built a church. He built another church. He had built his houses, sent his children to school in the UK, buoyant financially. Then he was explaining to me about a colleague of his. There are two colleagues of his. One of them, he got him a job in the UN. Somebody who was a school teacher in Freetown, earning maybe $70 a month, but was his friend. So he got him a job in the UN. And suddenly the man was earning about $7,000. This month he earned seventy. dollars Next month, $7,000. He said the man came to him and said, Reverend, this body will kill me. <laughs> when he saw how much we were going to pay him, he said, this body will kill me. And the money killed him. From alcoholism and HIV. Yes. Because he went mad when he saw the money. Instead of building a house, he went mad. And as for women, they are there, they are there for money. Uh, money uh, channel, channel. If you allow them. Hey, but how many of you have seen that the electricity bills has uh, gone up? It's serious. Though. I thought there was a witch who was going to stay in my house. Please pay your tithe and let God impart some supernatural help to you. Because I bought electricity on uh, Monday. By Thursday, something I buy in about three weeks. So I thought maybe somebody who was supposed to go and buy has reduced the quantity they went to buy. So yesterday night. My wife came and said, ah, are you feeling hot? No. <laughs> are you not feeling hot? Put the air conditioner. I said, oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling cold. The, the hamatan, the hamatan, hamatan has come. So let's open the windows. Even I read on the internet that uh, when you sit with fresh air, it's better. <laughs> in Hamatan. You are, no, you are joking. I told them, no, no, no. On the internet, they say that uh, sleeping in fresh air is good for you. <laughs> but really, it's ECG. But the one taking the decision. <laughs> you see, but when you are proud, yeah, yes, oh, turn it on, turn it on. <laughs> Humble, you never read. Do you know how tithing makes you humble? Because after you've earned your hard earned money, you've gone to work and they pay you. You now have to, for some 
inexplicable, insane reason. Think that it is true that it's not by your hard work. So go and honor God that you cannot see. So you bring it to a church that obviously looks richer than you. <laughs> obviously. Has eight huge air conditions on. While you, your fan, you don't turn it on all the time. You blame it on the hamatan. Look, when you go home, eh, say that hamatan is the air condition. And hamatan is the... Be humble like me. Yes. Oh, look, tell all why the Ghana Meteorological Service has predicted that there'll be hamatan for the next two weeks. You can even call an electrician to come and remove one of the wires from the air conditioning switch. So you say, oh, yes, yes. Put the acquisition. Oh, really? What is going on? The law of tithing helps you to be humble. That you see the priest and you have to believe in him. That because of this priest, that's how come I am a little prosperous. And so once you can do that, see, the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. How you are in one area with time. You become like that in all other areas. You won't eat food you can't afford. Sometimes I see people, they close from church. Then they'll be putting on their status. We are at Eddie's Pizza eating pizza with cocaine. Hey. Then when I'm looking at the people, I'll calculate the price. Uh, Eddie's Pizza doesn't belong to you. Their price is on the internet. So I can assess the size of the box. Plus the cook, plus the, then there's chicken. Say, hey, me, I've gone home to eat at home. You, you've gone to eat this pizza. From there, you've gone to bowling alley. But how does that help you? <laughs> to go and throw a ball. The more humble you are, the more disposable income you will have. Let me tell you something about money. Money finishes. Money, it finishes. If you have 10 and you spend two, you have eight. When you spend another two, you have six. The less money you spend, the richer you are. It's simple math. The more you spend, the less you have. It's simple. So when you are sitting in the church and your schoolmate comes, your schoolmate, when he was entering the church he didn't budget with you. But when you are proud, is that the prouder person is the one who pays. Yeah. So I'll show you the strategy. I'll show you the strategy. As soon as the person enters, do them before they do you. Say, Charlie, I'm happy I've seen you. Today you are paying. Then you are free. <laughs> I'll show you how to... Say it as we are laughing. If you make your face serious, they'll think you don't have money. So say it like you are joking, but you have said it. Then as you are getting it, I'll say, Charlie, mate, Charlie, Charlie, go pay, go pay, give me, go pay, give me. Then you get down. That person that didn't pay his tithe, that's why he's paying for you. <laughs> Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid down for the righteous. So don't say that because you will get down for you. are no. Tell them, mate, if Chalego pay, give me. 
then you get out and go. You have saved your money. You have become richer. It is God who has sent that your schoolmate into the church to pay for you because you paid your tithe on Sunday. Yes. But the Bible says that prosperity comes from God. He's the one who gives you power to get wealth. Do you know that one of the ways of getting money is by saving money? Let me tell you something. Never forget it. Write it down. Write it on the tables of your heart. You cannot control your income, but you can control your expenditure. Never forget this statement. It will make you a millionaire. You cannot control your income, but you can control your expenditure. You cannot determine who gives you what and how much. That one is out of your control. But whatever you have, you determine what and how much you do with it. That one is up to you. And it is your expenditure that determines how much you will be left with, not your income. Ask Pastor Samuel. He knows, man, look, the first time I ever had Pastor Samuel building a house, ever, ever, it was for a man who worked with the United Nations. Seven years ago, he saw at the foundation, eh? <laughs> Seven years ago, look, and the man is renting a house where at that time he was paying $4,000 a month. I was asking him, he told me. Yet, he has not been able to continue with his foundation. He earns $4,000 a month. It's not about how much you earn. It's about what you do with it. And when you are humble, you always think of how to do more with the little that you have. You would tell yourself, I don't need to buy new clothes for the next five years. Look, everybody in this room, eh, you can survive for five years. Burn this. <laughs> Without buying any new shoe, any new uh, dress. Five years at least. After you've even dashed some of your things away. But when you are proud, ah, this is the latest GTP cloth design. I need one. When my father died, he said funeral cloth. I said funeral cloth. My father I didn't believe in <laughs> My father didn't believe in this. Look, even refreshments, no refreshments, only water. Nothing. Cut down cost, cut down cost, cut down cost, cut down cost. You will, you will be rich. And tithing imparts humility to you. Hey. Number two. Second way you become rich, where you pay tithe. Where you pay tithe, you understand and implement and practice the law of seasons. Seasons. Joseph told Pharaoh, Genesis 41, 29. Behold, there are coming seven years of great plenty. Say great plenty. Throughout all the land of Egypt. And there shall arise afterwards. After the seven years of plenty, there shall arise seven years of famine. And all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt. And the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of the famine that is following. 
for it shall be very grievous. You know, life is up, down, up, down, up, down. There's nobody here that is always only poor. They are always poor, rich, poor, rich, plenty, famine, plenty, famine, plenty, famine. What you do in your time of plenty determines what will happen to you. Look, <laughs> in the time of famine, there's nothing you can do. Things are only happening. <laughs> but in the time of plenty, there you can decide what you do. But when the famine comes, you can't control it. You cannot force rain to come. I mean, you cannot force me to give you money and I cannot force you to give me money. So when the time of plenty comes, spend it wisely with the mind that the seven years of famine, of famine is coming after. When the lockdown happened, one year, no, no plane in the air. <laughs> Many airlines collapsed. Because you see airlines. Hey, when they come to Accra, instead of going to put their staff in Cork Dam Hotel, why are you laughing? Someone is laughing. You see, you see why people are poor? I said, Cork Dam Hotel at Asylum Down. I think it's 180 cities a month, a, a night, or I don't know how much. You go and put them in Lancaster. You go and put them in Moving Peak. You go and put them in thousands of dollars a night for them to stay for one night. Put them in ah, Ultimate Hotel. Do you know Ultimate Hotel? Ultimate Hotel is a Botiano. <laughs> You can even arrange it. I said, cut down cost you bring. I was flying on um, Emirates one day, and they were giving announcement. I was reading, and they said that the chief executive, when they employed them, he took a decision that the first class food they give them, olives, they will reduce their olives in, in um, everybody's food by two. Let's say if they give them if they give them eight olives, now they'll give them six, and they save. 20 million dollars in two years. Oh, yes. Just small. And it's true because, you know, the first time I flew Emirates, 2012, hey, you eat that, you beg the air host said that it's okay. Now, now, <laughs> now, you'll be asking them, can I have some water? Can I have this? Then they'll give you. In those days, you drink water. I remember we had a stopover in uh, Dubai. I had to wait for 18 hours for the next play. They gave me eight coupons to go and eat eight times. Now they've started the airline that by the time you are landing, you are taking off again. No hotel, no food, nothing. You see, by cutting down their costs, only because you cannot determine who will come and fly on your airline, by cutting systematically cutting down their costs, they remain as the best airline in the world. I was surprised. I went to beg them for discount, but they said, this airline, we provide good service. We don't give discounts. Yes, yes, they, they don't give discounts. Other airlines, who oh, I'll negotiate right now and get a discount. Emirates, that's a policy. We don't give discounts. Rather, if you are a frequent flyer, you get benefits, but never discounts. 
by cutting down losses, by cutting down expenditure, they are able to remain at the top. But you see some countries where they say we are poor, we can't pay our money, we can't pay those we owe. They don't say, ah, we want to give every student a tablet free. Have they told you they want tablet? <laughs> Where are you going to do? Is there, is there internet for them to uh, connect the uh, tablet? Ah. Yes, you say you don't have money. Mismanagement is always the cause of poverty. Your mismanagement of your life is why you are poor. Recently, I saw a girl wearing some dress. Me, I know the girl doesn't have a, but I saw her wearing a dress. Eh? I said, I mean, I looked at her, this one is high class. I'm sure her auntie from uh, Italy. So I would say that, Charlie, you, you are blessed, though. Your auntie, then she lies there, I've also, you want me to tell you my secret? I said, what is the secret? She said, Apostle. I bought it for two CDs. I said, what? He said, Apostle, you want me to tell you my secret? I wish I was a girl so that she would take me there. So that when I buy, step number one, put anointing oil on it because you don't know who wore it. <laughs> Sprinkle it with oil. Step number two, take it to the laundry. Step number three, wait. Then she told me, when I go and buy it, the man will tell me, this one is two CDs. It's at a crown ball for 350 CDs. Then you pick another one. This one is two CDs. It's at Wesson ball for 200 CDs. Then I saw that, I know. The Wesson small people, this is where they come and buy it too. Then they'll take it to their laundry. And they're going to say, ah, this is Valentino from Italy. You are the one who is too. So I told her that this is the strategy. When you are going, wear a hat. No, nobody will say, Apostle, when I'm going, I wear face mask. was a girl so that I can be going to buy some of these two CDs. Because I will know that the season for even this man to live, it will end. The season when you can get it even to buy, it will finish. So Charlie, now that is there, there's buy. So that if this man suddenly dies, we have a lot. That will take us for years. But you say, ah, no, my family, we don't buy secondhand clothes. Recently, I was watching a documentary on YouTube about the billionaire families in Europe. I was shocked when they said they never buy brand new cars. I didn't believe it. They said they never buy brand new cars. They buy used cars. They never buy brand new cars. But you, you say, here, robber. Yeah, Robert. That's why you are poor. Yeah. And when you even say, yeah. 
That's why you are poor. Then she said, do you know why I got, I was listening to Bishop preaching. And just last week, he was saying that you can buy ladies' shoes for four cities. When he said it, I said, mm, four cities in Ghana? So I decided to do research. And I saw that four cities, even two cities you can get. That's when I said that, ah, so why have we been buying shoes for 100 cities? For every, every one shoe you buy, you can buy 100. But your pride is getting in your way. Your pride is making you poor. You can't recognize that you are in a season. That this job you have is for a season. This opportunity you have is for a season. That season will end. And then what would you have had in the season in which you are? The Bible says that it is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. Youth is the season for hard work. Going to school. Paying the price. Youth is for sweating. Youth is where you have energy to build up yourself for your future. As I'm here, I'm looking at these NDC MPP. It is for a season. Number, number, number. Look, look at Ghana. People were saying that bond is sovereign death. Bond worked for a season. You see, and what the terrible mistake this government has done is they've told their citizens that you are stupid for doing the right thing. Two weeks ago, I went to the bank to go and remove money. One hour, 15 minutes before they could get me some small Ghana seeds. I said, okay, the next time I have money, you will see whether I'll bring it to come and keep there for anybody to bluff me when I want my own money. So what this government has done is they are teaching us not to trust in banks. That's all. And that you are a fool to invest your money in Ghana. That's what they've done. An economist in JP Morgan in New York said, what this government has done, it will take the government 50 years to recover. But you, we don't encourage anyone to buy bonds. And when you give birth and your son has money, will you tell him to go and buy a treasury bills? So two generations have to pass away first. That's what they've done. Number three. Now they invest in God, though. But where we've got into now is supernatural wealth that will work. Number three. When you tie, you teach yourself the law of prioritization, which will make you rich. What should you do first? What should you, where you tie, you teach yourself first things first. What should I do first? When you tie, you train yourself as to how and why you should do what is important. I remember when I was finishing school, Bishop called me and asked me, do you have a beloved? I said, no, no, no. Beloved is for tech students. By the time you are hearing that they are, they've broken up, they've entered into two relationships and the third one. Legon students, they are serious. Priorities. Then he looked at me and said, it's true. But it's a very bad decision. He said, have you seen these four 
I got four or seven pastors. Since they finished university, they still not been able to marry, but they can't find anyone. University is time for finding beloved. Because I told them that, no, I'll go on the mission field. When I'm a missionary, I'll find a girl in that country and marry her, man of purpose. <laughs> I'll find a girl in that country and marry her so that the people there will receive me because I received one of their girls and then I'll stay there forever. And Bishop, I think he looked at me with pity. I mean, like he saw some young man who doesn't have sense. He just looked at me and said, it is not like that. <laughs> he just said, it is not like that. So I said to prioritize finding their beloved. And I stayed with it till I found one. When you tithe, you will learn that mm, I must build the house. Because if I don't build the house, one day the rent I can't pay and I'll be homeless. When you tithe, you teach yourself the law of priorities. That look, beloved eh, is for a season. The more the season changes, the more difficult we can get the beloved. Not just for the woman, for the man also. Because when you meet a 46-year-old man, no beloved, never, say, mm, there must be something wrong with him. Oh. Or he's involved in a lot of things that are making him unable to marry. So you teach yourself, first things first. I must buy land. I must build a house. I must find a wife. I must get a job. You teach yourself that, look, this is not the time for finding beloved, though. This is the time to learn. When I was in the university, my GPA was 3.9, 3.9, 3.9, 3.9. So the semester, I began to chase a girl. My final year, final semester. You see, I'll be learning. Ah, I'll just say, the learning is not working. I'm going to visit her. Mean, meanwhile, before she came, when the learning is not learning, we learn as it's not learning, so it is learned. Yes. But as soon as she came, when the learning is not learning, you know, we say, Charlie, I'm going to release tension. Meanwhile, there is no tension. But there's a stress reliever. So at the least opportunity, you go. But when you focus, you stay on it till it's accomplished. So I want to help you train yourself on how to prioritize. That when I get 1,000 CDs, 100 is for God. Finish. When I get 100 CDs, 10 is for God. Train yourself. When you are going to get married, the law of priorities will ask you, what is marriage? I was reading a book by T.D. Jakes. He said, that in any wedding, the first two rules are the only important rules. Do you know what the first two rules are? Priest, bride, and groom. Priest is the first rule. Bride and groom are the second rule. Everybody else who is there is to eat your refreshment. Oh, and go home. And they'll give you Malcolm tree with six glasses. <laughs> six glasses. Speak the truth. Have you opened all your wedding gifts? Eh? Have you opened all your wedding gifts? Who else is back? You will be surprised. Me too. 
having opened all my wedding gifts 18 years ago. Because he thought that even when you leave the wedding, you go. There's nothing in it. There's nothing in it. So you are only there to feed people. I saw a brother, his catering for engagement and wedding was by golden tulip. He doesn't have a household. He went for a bank loan. The way the food was nice, eh? He ate fully. When you tithe, you learn to prioritize. That the money you have, you have to use it wisely. No need to buy shoes. No need to buy. Should I share a secret with you? Okay. This shirt I'm wearing is a gift. The t-shirt under is a gift. Trouser, gift. Shoe, gift. My face well. I should go and buy a shirt that I already have. No. I told Pastor Samuel, tell the uh, people, nobody should buy me gift again, but that it becomes a problem. When I hang it in their wardrobe, it crashes. So by the time it's time to wear it, it's crampled. I have to spend ECG to iron again before. Please tell them nobody should buy me anything again. I don't, I'm a man. I don't need 10 shoes. Now you are giving me a job to build shoe rack that I don't want to build. They are forcing me. So I told someone, look, announce it all. Nobody should buy me a gift again. You want to give me 300 cities and you are ashamed. So you have converted it into a shoe so that it will look like you brought me something substantial. But you are ashamed to bring me 300 cities so you converted it into a uh, uh, shoe. Those on uh, internet, you are, you are also part. <laughs> I told Samuel, you are the one who built for me. They are giving me expenses I don't intend to do. You can, if you look at my face, 180 cities is not appropriate. So you converted it into ah, something so that I'll be happy. You think I was born yesterday. <laughs> so I made the announcement myself. <laughs> Number one, what has Apostle done? You are part, eh? <laughs> Number four, are you being blessed by the message? Look, I'm teaching you practically how to be rich. Oh. Look at me here, reject. I'm telling you that, you see, the more shoe. Yesterday I saw a shoe, very nice. Then I showed it to my wife. Ah, this is a very nice shoe. She said, buy it, life is short. She said, buy it, life is short. I looked at her. I said, <laughs> I looked at her, I said, me, me, my life is long. I will buy it. <laughs> where, where would I put it? Because... <laughs> I got angry. I got, I, I got angry one day because I was going to wear a shoe. Then when I took it, they had packed one shoe on top of the other sole one. The white shoe had been dirtied by the sole of an unthinking person who has put the under of a shoe on top of a white shoe. So now I have to move. I gave a command. Move all my shoes. I thought it would be only maybe five. When I went to that light, I said, no, no, no. It's not good for a man to have plenty of shoes. Then I dashed some. I dashed some. Then some people who didn't want to give me 180 CDs. Wait, wait, wait. 
So, but I somehow made the announcement myself. Where are we? Number four. But are you learning something? Remember that Jesus Christ said, gather the crumbs that nothing be lost. What Jesus called crumbs, when they gathered it together, was 12 baskets. Some of you have 12 baskets, but because you have not gathered them, you think you have crumbs, and nobody does anything with crumbs. You are not gathering. That's why you think you have nothing. Those on the internet, where you go to London, huh? live like you are in Ghana. Don't buy anything. I said, they told me 900 pounds for a bag. Madonna. I said, if you look at my face, do I look like Madonna? Do I look like Madonna? <laughs> Number four. Tithing helps you to fulfill the law of emulation or the law of copying which makes you rich. You see, when I joined the church, let me tell you something. Two people I saw, Bishop and Bishop in Temple. One day we went for a camp in Cape Coast and I saw Bishop in Temple, the five-day camp. I thought that he owned one of the most prosperous hospitals in Accra. He was the owner. And he wore two African shirts in the five-day camp. I said, hey, Charlie, this rich man who has come there with his land cruiser. I said, you see poor, poor missionaries. They can wear one shirt in the morning, different shirt for the evening session. Then the next day, is a different shirt. The man who owns a hospital had driven there in the land cruiser is wearing two shirts. Then I also saw a bishop. Not if I, he, look, he even taught us that a male pastor, you just did two white shirts, one black trouser, and three ties. When you wear a white shirt every day, nobody will know that it's the same shirt. I said, it looks like rich people. They don't invest in clothes. So. so then I said, no investment in clothes. I said, shirt, 99% any shirt you see me wearing is a gift. 99 over 100. Or 99.6 over 100. I said, no investment in clothes. I can wear them. My wife, I'll be there. Then she said, please. I brought you new trousers. The one day I faded and you are so one day I was going to preach. She was asleep. I don't know if it's a monitoring spirit. She was asleep. I'm going to preach. As soon as I said, I'm going. In her sleep, she opened one eye. <laughs> How can you see one with one eye? But she opened one eye and said, Your trouser is looking old. with everything I'm going on. Your trouser is looking old. So I looked at it. <laughs> it was looking old, but I had not noticed. So I went to change it. And I said, ne next time I'm going out, I won't even say anything again. I'll just go. It's my wife. It's always going to say, look nice. Yeah, you cannot wear this. Change this. No, 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 no. This one. At the point, I told her, I had some shirt that I liked. 
She said that she had a looking older. I said, that's how the look is. <laughs> the, the look is, hey! I said, the look, no, is like a faded look. Vintage, vintage design. We cannot be changing clothes like that. It is, um, what's that word? Uh, an old design. Vintage, they said, hey, who wear drastic, it's a rustic design, <laughs> antique. Okay, if we go and auction it, do you know the money we'll get? <laughs> Stop investing in clothes that moth can eat. Invest in that which abides forever. Emulation. And emulation means copying. Look, copy Hebrews 6 12. Be followers, copiers of those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. The richest group of people in this world are Jews. Number one, look, they are far above everybody. 60% of all millionaires are Jews. Ah, oh, yes. Apart from those who are Jews and they hide that they are Jews. Hollywood is owned by Jews. The world banking system is owned by including the ones in Ghana. 20-something election, what was an Israeli company that was running our electoral system for us. Yeah. What do Jews do? Jews pay tithe up to today. You know, I was shocked that when the vaccine for the coronavirus thing came out, the first country to vaccinate was Israel. Do you know why? I found out that the president of Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company, is a Jew. So to, he gave to his country first. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. These are my people. That's why I also established the Macarius Community Center. Is it community center? So that we will behave like Jews. Jews don't sell outside of their community. They don't, if, if a Jew sells a house, it will be bought by another Jew. Lebanese also are, Lebanese will buy tomatoes from another Lebanese in our own country. I said, let us also behave like Jews. I want to copy the Jews and how they are. And one of the things about Jews is tithe and giving. Tithing and giving. Tithing and giving. Look, develop the Jewish culture of tithing. 10% we bring it to God. Do you know how your mobile phone works? No, but you use it. Do you know how tithe works? No, but pay it. Just copy. And Jews pay tithe. And Jews give. They are the biggest givers in the world. Just copy them. Ah, just copy them. You know, when, uh, what was his name? Noah was talking to his children. He gave poverty and happiness to the black man. That's why most singers, most musicians, most sports people, most entertainers are blacks. They are happy people. He gave religion and faith to the Arabs. That's why all the three major religions in the world are from there. Christianity, Judaism, and Islam are all from the Middle East. And then he gave money to the white man. Yeah. If you want to be rich, just copy the white man. What did the white man do? Have you ever heard of Ghana uh, AIDS or aid agency? But there's Danida, Denmark aid agency. There's USAID, 
There's Norwegian in, Swedish in, like the white man he gives. And definitely, the servant is borrowed to the lender. The white man gives. He's always giving to Africa. So when we go for United Nations, we can't vote on our own. They tell us how to vote. Then we vote, lest they don't give us money again. You say you don't want to be gay, but if you don't want, if you, if you know, if you're not gay, I ain't giving you no money. Okay, gay. <laughs> it's a simple equation. The receiver is always at the shorter end of, of a stick. So be like a white man. Any small thing, give. Be somebody what your culture of given. Be like a white man who God has given money to. You will be rich. The Bible, God said, give. It shall be given to you. Good measure, press down, shake it together, round it over. Ah, you see a wife who is not giving to her husband she wants to be happy, you ain't going to be happy, huh? <laughs> be generous, baby. Be generous, baby. One day I saw four wives. I called them for a meeting. I said, go and give this to your husband. Do this nice favor to him, baby. Babies. All of them together, all of them are friends. Their husbands were all my sons. But I told them without talking to my son, if you do, if you go and do this giving, your husband will buy you a car. Oh, yes. That was Sunday evening. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I saw them in church. I asked wife number one, Have you done it? Oh, yes, apostle. What did your husband say? He said, my husband was shouting in the house. You are the best wife in the world. You are the best wife in the world. You are the best wife in the world. I said, but he didn't promise you a car. He said, we are going to travel abroad. When we travel abroad, you buy me a car. I saw the Porsche that they are using wherever they are. Wife number two. Have you done it? Yes, apostle. What did your husband say? She said, my husband promised me a car. Then he remembered he doesn't have money to buy a car. <laughs> that one was funny. As he was happy at what he had received, he made a promise he couldn't keep. But years later, as he promised, he did it. Bought his wife a full option car. Wife number three. Hey, she husband is a type of husband. And they haven't done it. Yes. What did your husband say? Nothing. Are you sure you have done it? Yes. I have even done it again and again. So I called husband for a meeting. The husband, how? How is marriage? Also, we are blessed that I was Rev. Rev, we are blessed. First, I kept on interrogating. I asked him, has your wife been specially nice to you these days? He said, oh, everything. Then, but how did she say, oh, yes, oh, it was very nice. Then I said, but what did you say, oh, I don't make promises, but I've already decided what I'll buy for her. Yeah, and he was the first among them to buy her car. That's for that Samuel. He didn't want me to mention his name. <laughs> but, but the last one who didn't give, who kept back her soul from blood, I cannot tell you the tragedy that befell her. Number five. Oh, it's almost time to close. Ooh. 
Number five. Tithing Christians. Ah, when you tithe, it helps you as a Christian to stay out of debt. Because instead of borrowing, you are rather giving. The Bible says, Oh, no man anything except love. A Christian shouldn't borrow. The Bible says, Oh, Lord, I am not a wicked man that borrows and pays not. Do you know that the banks have seen that those who borrow, they, they can't pay back? Is it true or not true? Then they'll go for their house. See, the problem that led you to go and borrow, <laughs> that problem doesn't change though. So if, if you could survive, uh, if, you could, if you could not survive without borrowing, then after you borrow, how would you pay it back? How? Where would the money come from? If the money could come from somewhere, you would not have gone to borrow. So when you borrow, you actually make a bad case worse. And you'll come for your house. Recently, you, you go around, you see notices on buildings. Not for sale. This is uh, um, a high a high court something something, a high court something something. It pays though you can't pay. I hear MTN. People go and borrow your money, then they change their SIM card and run away. <laughs> yes. What made you borrow will make you unable to pay. But what did the Bible say? The man said, I am too proud. I cannot beg. Instead of going to ask somebody to help you, you are so proud that you don't want to go and say, that, look, I have this problem. Can you help me? Then, then you will be helped. And then as you survive, you will pay back. But the man said, I am too proud. I'm ashamed to beg. That's why you are in debt. Your pride. Not your need. Your pride. Do you know America is the country that owes the most in the world? But guess what? All their debt is owed to their own companies. They don't owe any British company or Ghanaian company. Ghanaian company. <laughs> When you hear that the American government owes, it's from jet fighters they bought from Boeing and Lockheed Martin. It's like they owe themselves. They can never be poor. I want to encourage you. Hate debt. One day I went to Standard Chartered Bank. I think the girl that didn't know me well. But you know, there's uh, life insurance. I said, what's a life insurance? Will it let, like, if I pay, I'll live long. He said, oh, no. It's so that when you die, your funeral, I said, Tanda will locate you. You, this girl. Tanda will find you where you are. <laughs> the way they say, life insurance. <laughs> life insurance. So, I said, so if I pay life insurance, will I live long? Because it's for life. They said, oh, no. When you die, your funeral expenses, me, my funeral, hey, you will die before I'll die. <laughs> Small boy like me, you are discussing my funeral with me. Turn down from Novoko, will find you at 2 a.m. Hey, you want me to die? I should come and do life insurance. When it's time to pay, they'll be tossing you up and down. Yes. Believe in God. He said, I am not a wicked man who borrows. Live debt free. 
Charlie, let me show you the trick. If you have, you have. If you don't have, you stop. When we were fixing the screen, I told them, this thousand, thousand dollars you are measuring, I don't, I don't have it all. You come and fix it. When we have money, we'll pay. He said, okay. Come and fix it. When, when we have money, we pay. When we don't have money, we stop. But I fixed it so that the day he's angry with that, I said, I beg you, please come for your screen. Eh? I beg you. It is, it is not a quarrel. Before you came to fix it, I told you I don't have money. And he said, it doesn't matter. You come and fix it, I should pay for The day you are angry, I said, okay, I've taken it as rent. Come and, come and take your thing away. It's true. I want to sleep in peace. I went to their bank. They told me, you can come and invest third party, Echo Bank, which I said, what third party, Echo? Third party investment, third party. I said, what is third party? Said, third party means you give us money, then we will invest for you. You invest it for me. What if you go and smoke weed and then you go and do the investment? Let my money sit there and breathe. When they began to do haircuts, they said, third party investment gone. People were having hypertension. I was fast asleep. Me, I should go and give my money to a weed smoker to go and... Once you are not smoking weed, people look at what they are doing. Yes. Avoid debt. You don't have uh, 180,000 to buy uh, what car? Ah, Honda Civic. You don't say that. Honda Civic. You got to find it. Okay, anyway. Not side check. What I say. I don't want to say Honda Civic side check. I was going to say, uh, you don't have 180,000 to buy what kind of car. Don't mention Honda, Honda Civic. Mention another car. Toyota Corolla. Buy Kia Morning, 1.1 liter engine. When you fill the tank, 300 CDs, it will take you two weeks. You want to go and buy a Range Rover? You slept with four men, each, each one contributed 100,000. Then another eight men, each contributed 50,000. You have spread the cost of the Range Rover across men of different financial capabilities. Now you have the Range Rover. Now, the engine is what? Five liter. When you fill the tank, 2,000 cities. It takes you for five days. Now, when you go to the uh, fuel station, you have not made a man there your friend. How does a fuel attendant become your friend? Now you have to smile. Uh, you, you give me... 25 years, I'm just going here to see my friend. Why do you have to explain to a four attendant where, where you are going? The ridiculousness of the life you are leading is what has led you to this place. Oh, just put 25 years, I'm just going here to see my old school meet. In your Kia morning, that 50 cities would have been one quarter tank. Now, that Range Rover that 50 CDs is just to help you to spark it. <laughs> you are living beyond your means. When you pay tithe, you demonstrate your ability to plan your money well. Finally, oh, okay, I'll, I'll combine the last two. Finally, when you pay your tithe, you understand the law of a willing attitude. 
which is also the law of obedience. I've combined willing attitude and obedience. Isaiah 1.19. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and you rebel and you don't pay your tithe, then you shall be devoured with the sword. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. He told Abraham, because you have obeyed me and have not kept your only son, Isaac, therefore in blessing I will bless you and in multiplying I will multiply you. In life, it's all about a willing attitude. All I want is a flowing girl. A flowing person is a beautiful person. Check. It's not the prettiest girl who gets married, though. It's the flowing girl who gets married. The one, one day I saw a girl. I saw her wearing a pair of trousers. What did I tell her to do? I just said, wow. Your trouser is nice. You are all, not going to buy trousers, oh. The trouser you are wearing, wear to church on Sunday. Come and see you quarrel. You will be surprised. Then when I look at it, I say, you see, you go and marry such a person. What does that song say? I don't want battles in my bedroom. How do they sing? Life of peace. No, I want the battles in my bedroom only line only. Be a flowing sister. Oh, don't bring your line. I'm not. No, <laughs> sister. Yeah. I don't want battles in my bedroom. I, I want a life of peace and joy. But I see what sounds are you see that you are quarreling. <laughs> you even believe it. I said, this is what brings problems. When you pay your tax, look, why does it demonstrate a winning attitude? Why should you go and work Monday to Friday, Monday to Friday? Then you voluntarily bring 10% to somebody who obviously that you know, if you are not me, I've seen that tithing. Unless you have a, a revelation, you won't pay it. It is the, one of the most nonsensical things on earth. Tithe. However, wealth and how to get it is one of the most mystical things on earth too. How to be rich? Look, I cannot tell you the people I've seen who should have 10 houses but don't. Recent, just yesterday, I was discussing something with Pastor Someone I was telling him that, you see, this thing we are doing, eh, I can see the grace of God. If not the grace of God, I can never do this thing. And I was telling him, you see, like what I'm sharing with you, is as I've gathered the crown, I've said, hey, that's all baskets, oh. It is God, unless you can understand that God, that wealth is from a spiritual source. If you can, then you pay your tithe. And you respect church. And you be humble. And you see the church as nothing. You don't come to the church and say, ah, why should I, why should I? You rather say, I should. And you see, a church like, you know, when you come, we just... Preach, preach, and we go. Preach, preach, you laugh, we go. So we, so we don't look powerful. And that's why you see that prophets have learned that when you don't look powerful, people don't respect you. So that they package themselves and repackage themselves. So that you now, when you see him, you fear him. Yes. And then you see that 
somebody who comes to this church can secretly also go and follow a prophet because like here, you say, oh, just wear a shadow. It's a gift. It's a, a prophet will never say it's a gift. No, now the gold crown you see on his suit, you will respect him. But we don't wear gold crown. And even, and even these days, we are even degrading ourselves further into t-shirts and looking like teenage boys. So that their respect is even reducing further. But let me tell you something. The Bible says that God keeps his treasure in earthen vessels. Earthen vessels means, uh, means like a vessel made of sand and mud. Yes. But you look at me, I tell people, my CV is those who have been with me for a long time. So you see, there are people in this church, you see, you chase the prophet secretly, like a little idol under your bed. Yes. Because you don't respect the church. And you cannot even see that God has raised this church to become one of the highest churches on earth, but in an earthen vessel. So you don't The easiest pastor to disregard is a lighthouse pastor. Easier. That one won't blame you at all. And so you go and check income and attendance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Income and attendance. They say that, hey, it's not a small thing. But God has also made us package ourselves in an unattractive, easy to disregard vessel. Maybe so that it's only those who have. Because it is shocking. You see, like something that you've led, you've followed, you've helped, but secretly is following a prophet. Hidden, hoping you'll never find out. But when you are with somebody like me, who is close to God, it's only a matter of time. You see that ah, you, have, you have lost God. And then you see that something precious you have, you've lost it. Because there is no husband, there's no wife who will be happy if a husband had a side check. Hmm? And you see also that whatever you sow, you reap it. So you find out that because you have dual allegiance. You see, in your marriage, to your husband will have dual allegiance. Because of what you sow, you reap it. It's true. It's, see, all the points I've shared with you, none of them, none of them is directly linked to tithe. Ah, but if you pay your tithe, how does it mean that you will become rich? That you are copying some Jew in Israel? Have you met a Jew before? Have you met a Jew before? <laughs> so what is the link? What is the link between paying tithe and a happy marriage? There's no link. But let me also ask you, what's the link between your eye and your leg? <laughs> There's no link. But you close your eyes and walk and see whether your legs will be okay. <laughs> yes. There is no connection, but there's a great connection. Everything is interconnected strongly without any connection. Have you ever seen your eyes near your toes before? But they are brutally connected. And when you play with it, you see that ah, your eyes are closed. So why has your leg gone to hit something? They are not connected, but every part has an effect on the other. I know I cannot live without you. That's why I'm trying for you to be rich so that you'll be blessed. But even though your prosperity has nothing to do with me, there's also a way it is connected to me. It has nothing to do. And even before we started it, I decided I'll never know the time that anybody pays. I don't want to know. Everything you and God. 
I prefer to raise you up so that you fear God for yourself between you and God in your room. I prefer that. I don't want you to depend on me. So if maybe God has spoken to you to go and follow a prophet, go and follow their prophet. It has nothing to do with me. Every tree that God has not planted will be appointed. Surely, if not today, tomorrow. Judas, Judas, he appeared to be with Jesus, but secretly, that allegiance with Pharisees. Secretly, that nobody knew. But one day the Bible said that, and Judas stood with them that came to catch Jesus. It's just a matter of time before every secret thing you are doing will be revealed. And you'll be so ashamed of yourself. But that's it. But already, that's how you've been in secret. So it is just that what is secret has now come out. That's, that's all. It's a discovery, not an invention. It's just a discovery. Pay your tithe. Peter, I'm telling you, I started paying my tithe in 1998. I was how old? 21 years. 1977 to, hey, 1977 to 1998 is how many years? Bad students, please. Badness, don't speak, eh? <laughs> Others. Eh? 21. <laughs> no, don't worry, you and I, the same. Me too, I didn't speak. From the age of 21, I began to pay time. So. And for the age of 20, what let me tell you that I followed only, only Bishop Dacky Ward Mills. Only. Not with all due respect to, or to all men in Ghana, men of God in Ghana. I have not followed anybody. None. Zero percent. If I read any book by somebody who was Bishop, then it's Bishop was asked me to go and read their book. I've never followed, I've, I've never woken up to join anybody's prayer meeting. Slow prayer meeting, because sometimes I'm so tired I oversleep. Then whose prayer meeting should, should I go and follow? Don't worry me, I know you always wake up to pray for flu. <laughs> I'm sorry for confessing my sins, yes. Oh no, the way you're looking at me, hey, apostle, hey. So sometimes you don't wake up, eh? Please, I apologize. There are times I'm so tired. But the time I wake up, I wake up, it's 5.30. I say, hey. following my pastor. Who should I go and follow? But you see people who follow them. Hey, hey, hey. want to thank God for... God has been so good to me this year. Mm. This year I've had, I want to thank apostle. My, see, that's why sometimes test, testimonies are even irritating. People just come and stand on the stage and lie. Lie. And they don't ever expect you will know the truth. I want to thank Apostle and uh, all the prophecies have come. It's all lies to deceive. As I followed Bishop, he said, pay your tithe. You have never had a meeting with me to pay tithe. I've ended up in a good place. The Bible says God will give you shepherd. There will be one shepherd. How come you have four shepherds? One is going left, one is going right. That's why your life is confused. You listen to Bishop Dagwood Mills, Pastor Elvis Ajiman, Pastor Eze, and who is the last one you listen to? Mokpa. What's, what's his name? Eh, Princess, what's um, Mokpa's name? Mok, um, Movement of God Prayer Army. Hey, 
princess i don't like that prince i said i don't like that prince <laughs> no before you join this church mokpa and kumase oh who who know sally aha uh-huh, you are from kumase reverend will be very good so you follow bishop dad then you follow pastor elvis ajiman then you also follow pastor eze and then you follow pastor Reverend Obi. So what is going left? What is going straight? What is going right? What is going so at so at the end you go like this. <laughs> Look carefully, your life is not moving in any direction. Because from here, you go here, then you go here, then you go here, then you go here. That is why your life is going around in circles. It's not a demon, it is from your decisions. Yes. No, I'm no, I'm explaining to you. From here, Bishop Dag, Pastor Eze, Pastor Elvis, Reverend Obi. Bishop Dag, Pastor Eze, Reverend Obi. That's why your life is going in circles. Choose one, follow it. Okay, or only Bishop Dag and Pastor Elvis. Bishop Dag, Pastor Elvis. Bishop Dag. Confuse your life is that, that even why you you need to pray a lot. When you just follow one man, you don't even need to pray. You only need to follow. Even without prayer, you will get to the right destination. I said since I got, if I'm lying or even I'm saying it's not true, let the proof of my personal life and what I'm saying let my life be a testimony. That I followed Bishop Dad for 25 years. Compare my life to yours. Who has been following different people? Compare my life to yours. Come on, let's put pen on paper. Compare my life to yours. As I followed one shepherd, we are following two, three, four shepherds. Compare where we are. But as someone has, wait, hey, I'm sorry. Is there anybody you are following apart from Bishop? <laughs> Compare Pastor Samuel's life to yours. His marriage to yours, his financial life to yours, and then judge for yourself. Little wonder your life is confused. Little wonder. It would have been shocking if he wasn't confused. Yes. Follow this, follow that. Okay, so now, pray. <laughs> have I explained to you now? Choose one. You know, and don't get me wrong, though. I think one of the pastors, I, I mean, I don't know why. Let me not mention it. All the days I've mentioned, me, I like them. Go downstairs, you see that they've all been honored. Go downstairs. But it doesn't negate the word of God that there might be one shepherd. Yes. Somebody may be great, but he's great for the people that God has made him great for. That's all. He's great for other men of God. They're great, but they've not been made great for me. That's all. Though that they be made grateful, when they follow him, they also become very great. Choose. Choose one of them. The good thing about being a spiritual child is you can choose who your father will be. In the natural, you can't choose. But in the spirit, you can choose. So choose one. Me, I've chosen. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm in this church, I'm following Bishop Daki Wadmills. Recently, Somebody saw my new car. I said, ah. I said, oh, 
my father. <laughs> he called me one day. I said, I want to change your life. I was even getting ready to send him a text to thank him for one year anniversary of my new car. That is that a year ago, you gave me a new car. I want to say thank you. As I was getting ready to send the text in two days' time, three days' time, then he called me and said, that one too, I've changed it. One shepherd. You, you are all over the place. <laughs> so that's why it's not working for you. You are all over the place. Choose one. Follow the person. It's just a matter of time. Jesus Christ said, that where I am, there you may be also. That's the secret. When you follow well, where the person is, that's where you'll be. I didn't want those on the internet to hear, so I put them mic. Let's stand to our feet and close. Pray for yourself. That you'll be an avid, addicted to tithing. Sometimes, eh, when you even have to pay tithe of 250, they just round it up to 300. Or round it up. Tithing is so beautiful to you. Look, pray that God will make tithe a beautiful thing to you. A glorious, that tithing should be glorious. And like a nice thing that you enjoy. Yes. Good measure, press down. You'll be blessed. Tithing makes you wise. <laughs> Tithing makes you a wise man. You will eat more than you can eat. every head bowed, all those on Facebook, YouTube, and with every eye closed, maybe somebody invited you to church, but this morning you want to surrender your life to Jesus. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you to be born again. I want to, you to lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Or I want to rededicate your life to God. Lift up your hand wherever you are. Let us pray so that you rededicate your life to God. God bless you, my brother. And then we'll close and go home. You want to say, Lord, I want to come to you. I want to be your follower. Is there anyone here like that? I see your brother. I see your hand, my brother. Is there anyone else? If you've lifted up your hand, you want to rededicate your life to God, please come to me in front. We will pray together. And then we will close. Oh. Clap for him as he comes. Is there anyone else? My brother, let us pray together. I want the rest of the congregation to join us. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your blood. This morning, I receive Jesus as my Lord and my personal Savior. Say, Holy Spirit, please come and live in me and help me, strengthen me to live the life of a Christian. 
all the days of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please go with our pastor. He'll speak to you for two minutes and then you'll join us. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord?